Podcast. I am Thomas, and I'm joined here by two lovely people. I'm joined here by Alex. What's up? <laughs> and I'm joined here by Chance. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? How's life treating you guys? Fantastic. I'm finally on a lovely mini vacation. I don't have to go to work. And I have to go to work. Yes, so. you do. Hey, yeah. I lived to you with work while you were on mini vacation as well. That's not the same. It is the same. No, it's not. Yes. I'm going through it. I'm selfish in uh, this conversation. What about you? Well, I just came back from uh, a vacation. Just like me. Just like you. So Did you get married? Factory. I got married. Yeah, I got married. That's probably one of the coolest things Congratulations. ever happened. Congratulations. Congratulations. How was that experience? Like, How was that experience? The experience was... Uh, Honestly, it was amazing. Yeah, it looked like it was like a pretty big wedding. Most people now get core weddings, so you look like you actually had a real ass wedding. Yeah, it was big. It was in a giant church, and uh, there were almost four hundred people there. Oh man! And were they all singing at once? That's no, what I imagine a wedding. No, was. but it, it was funny. There's actually something really funny. So before the ceremony, um, the guys I grew up with were obviously my groomsmen, and but a little background is that they kind of goofballs you know they don't they never really go to church and yeah. they're, they're not those kind of like those kind of people so just like me so <laughs> so uh right before someone i was like guys at least just blend in a little bit you know don't like stick out like short thumbs at least be respect you know respectful and stuff and uh when um the music started playing and people started singing i looked over my shoulder and they all had their books out and they were all singing and I was laughing at the <laughs> What were they singing? Um All Alleluia. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but also um we had a guy sing uh, Ave Maria and it was really funny because we didn't know that that was gonna happen until the night before. And all I thought about was in the movie Grown Ups, when that guy is singing at the coach's funeral, and he brings it down to one knee singing Ave Maria. So yeah. at the end of, when he got done singing, I looked over at my friend and went, eh, and he started laughing <laughs> so hard. It was the middle of the wedding. Jesus fucking Christ. Was planning a wedding like a headache, like when it comes to like funding and stuff like that, or was it already handled? It was, um, well she, her, my wife and her mom planned the whole thing. And um, they paid for it in advance, obviously, before everything happened. That's including the reception. So, um, I don't know. The whole, I didn't do any of the planning. It was all her. Yeah. Do you know how much it cost? About $11,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a car. Yeah, it's a shitty a car. car. Well, I mean, an okay car, but it's a, yeah, it's a pretty good car. Yeah. It's a car. <laughs> Anytime you have an argument with your woman, <laughs> my love is worth eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, her her parents paid for most of it. Yeah, so you can't almost all it. of it. So. Yeah, you definitely can't. My dad <laughs> paid a small fraction of it. <laughs> Here's two dollars. Do yeah. what you will. <laughs> you hey, got it. Have a great time. You got it. Fine. Hey man, but you Fine. had a good time. You had an actual wedding, not these uh, court sanctioned yeah, marriages just show up and yeah like 90 percent of the people i actually know so i mean good job man it's very rare for that to happen yeah no i got really lucky with you know her and her family and just our whole situation our entire relationship is really yeah. great so 
They should make a Medea movie after you. Probably. I, they just, honestly, it's better than The Notebook. Our story is better than The Notebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just go to Hollywood. Just like, look, I got an idea. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? My marriage. I know what we're going to call it, too. The what? movie will be called The Journal. It's <laughs> that much better than The Notebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I do have a question for you guys. And I want to see how you guys take it. You guys ready? Okay. Oh, we're about to do it. Okay. What's with that dead eye staring? <laughs> oh, man, I just got like done watching... out of it. You just got done watching American Psycho earlier, you know? Oh, Jesus Christ. So you're just getting the shining stare going. So here's the question. All right, so when it comes to women... Wait. In Special Forces? No. Oh. <laughs> guys hitting women. Where do you guys stand? Oh, at? you're talking about that video you saw where the guy was hitting the woman and people stopped, but when the woman was beating the shit out of the guy, yeah. no one helped. Regardless, both ways, it's it's wrong. A guy shouldn't yeah. hit a woman. That's unless a it's self, Facebook, right? uh, yeah. Okay. Unless it's self defense. If the woman's coming at you with a knife, come on. Come on. You should not hit her. You. Sh uh, you will take that stab in your chest. No, no, because even the, dude, like, love will protect you. Love, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. right. It bends the knife. Sure. Okay. I don't think any man ever should lay a hand on a woman, ever. It's not even okay. If it, even if they got a knife on you and they're coming at you. Well, a female has yeah. a knife on Yeah. That's what happened to someone on board the Run ship. Run away. That's what, no, he got, he actually <laughs> got stabbed on board the ship. It was his wife. He, she stabbed him. Really? Yes. Yeah. He didn't hit her, but he got stabbed. Well, uh, okay, if you're going to hit someone in self-defense, that's a different story. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's, that's what, okay. That's why yeah. I said it should only be in, like, self-defense. But it goes both ways. A woman shouldn't just start beating on a man. It's not right either. If you're yeah. going to shoot that question. I mean, later. if you are getting chased down the street by your wife who's carrying a nine iron and you're in your car and you crash into a tree and she gets out and you get out and she beats you with the club. Yeah. I'm talking about you shouldn't hit her. Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then go ahead and Tiger Woods. She's slapping me and she's continuing to slap me. She's going through my defenses. She now has me at a guillotine. <laughs> What, what are, you, are you dating Ronda Rousey? Yeah. <laughs> she, she got me a little grounded power right now. I think it's time for me to take that hit. So, yeah, it's like if a woman's coming at me with an object, I'm gonna take her out. Well, not murder wise, but that sounded pretty murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take her out. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take the shot. <laughs> no, but if you're coming up, coming at me with like fists or something like that. Just wrap her up. Or yeah. it. What are you yes. doing? Just grab Look, her. Just tell her I yeah. love you. That one you can stop now. If it's a knife, you really you gotta be careful with that. You can't you fuck up with a knife. You're gonna yeah. lose some fingers. So everybody's listening to take from this. If she's coming at you with fist, hug your woman. Just grab her, wrap her up, yeah. and say, I just love you. Like, Why are we fighting? Or I love you. But if she has a weapon, just take her out, man. Just fucking ruin it. <laughs> take her out. Ruin take, take her out for dinner. I mean, if she's throwing forks at you and throwing a knife at you, just go away. Just leave. Don't come back. It's not worth it. I also go. learned something very interesting when I had to go to anger management class. If a woman does block the door, you can theoretically call the cops and say you're being kidnapped. It's technically <laughs> yeah. legal. Because if you move her, you'll be doing assault. Mm -hmm. So if she's blocking the door and she won't move out of your way, you can call 911 and say you're being kidnapped. Being kidnapped. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be saying abducted because you're not being taken from your home, but you're being blocked from escaping your home. Huh. So you know, that's a good way to uh, avoid situations like that. And I also have another, um, like, cold-hearted fact. 
just through life and um, I went to a few classes for this so I'm pretty pretty up there with my knowledge on this uh, subject <laughs> it's just um, oh, yeah yeah so when a woman when a woman is taller than you and she's towering you and she has a clenched fist the best defense is to sit down on the ground getting a fetal position and scream at the highest pitch that your voice can get for around 10 minutes and the woman will immediately leave bring a group of her friends laugh at you and there's a 50-50 chance that she will possibly stump you out so just, that is, I'm, that's, not even, I'm not even part of this conversation yeah, because I'm 6'5 yeah. I'm Dude. not going to date anyone yeah. I mean, she's I'm not like dating anyone from the WNBA <laughs> yeah, she just shows up drilling the ball it's like, uh. even in the WNBA I mean, I, there's well, like maybe half the league is taller than me maybe yeah. but they got married and I dating anybody else so. yeah there you go. <laughs> I love you, honey. If you're being attacked by a WNBA <laughs> basketball player. What's that? But if you're being attacked by a WNBA basketball player. Oh, yeah. If I'm being attacked by a WNBA basketball player. I'm With basketball. I'm going to not fight back, and I'm going to sue her for all her money. <laughs> it's like, Timmy, you seeing this? Oh, yeah, we got a good case. <laughs> he's, he's not fighting back at all. <laughs> have like three people like plan it there because you paid them to record <laughs> put you on snapchat you're like <laughs> doing a full 360 just like look everybody I'm not hitting her <laughs> put your phone out get everything out you record this you I know. record this and then like you reach in your pocket and you give her your wallet you're like oh why are you stealing from me then <laughs> 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 you like break your own fingers and shit like oh oh <laughs> She's so strong. Punch yourself in the face if you really have black eyes. Well, now that we're on the topic of crazy women, I think it's time for me to tell you that story. All right, so um, I recently did a vlog about this story because it was so damn hilarious. It happened like earlier this year, but it's still it's still hilarious to me. So it's a story about Mike Benzin and Jenny Jez. All right, so uh, Mike Benzin owns this establishment called the Sausage Castle. Sausage Castle. Oh, yeah, this yes, the guy who was giving out blowjobs to veterans. Yeah. Was, yeah. So the Sausage Castle, the Sausage Castle is like um like a haven for veterans. They come in there, get shelter, get food, and just hang out. So um, during a Halloween party, uh, Mike went into his like he went into his living room and he saw Jenny Jizz and she was with her husband and she was giving blowjobs to like everybody around her in the living room. So Mike was like, fuck. What the fuck is this shit? And then he was like, then he walked up to her and he was like, "Hey, if you're giving blowjobs for free, why don't you give blowjobs for a noble cause?" And Jenny Jizz replied, "Was like, when it comes to come, I'm so excited." <laughs> and then, <clears throat> so she was good to go. And then Mike took um, he had like a event that he took all the veterans that attended to the medieval castle. Yeah, it was Veterans Day. Yeah, better. Yeah, better. This is a real story, or yeah, 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 this is real. You didn't so, know about this? Yeah, happened in November. Yeah, he took. It's uh, November. Yeah. Yeah, man. What? Right, <laughs> <laughs> so he took all the veterans to the medieval castle where they got food. He just parted and looked at jousting and shit, and then um, and fucked. They can't. <laughs> then he was like, "All right, it's time to go back to the sausage castle." So they all went back to the sausage castle, and Jenny Jizz was there. 
and then she just started like just blowing dudes and blowing dudes and then let them come on her come on her face and shit like that and then that was veterans day and yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all got NJP as soon as they got <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't she like a professional porn star? Yes, but that still... I think Felicia was illegal by Navy's views. Who? Navy? Yeah. I think no. it's illegal. Really? Yeah. We could go to jail for getting blowjobs? Not jail, but you can get in trouble for it. Oh. So, um, if they knew about that's it. That's life, man. They know yeah. about it, Screw the I mean, man. Everyone knows about it, but I mean, where they gonna... yeah. There's I mean... no way that's freaking real. That was real. <laughs> 100% real. Yeah, man. It, it, where yeah. did you hear about this? This was like on Facebook. There, there was an invite on Facebook and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually got a news article, and that's where I got my uh, information from. No way. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're married, man. You can't be invited to such things. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't I mean, okay, no, hold on. I, that came out the wrong way. I don't care about that because I would never go. You don't I'm care. Saying. You just didn't know this was a real thing. I just kind of understand it. It's it kind of ridiculous. Thing. Yeah, it's obscene. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if you didn't know, we're all in the military for the time being. And I wanted to get your guys' take on the military life. So they know how it is before either they join or if they're clueless they don't really know what we go through it's a trap <laughs> <Ditto. laughs> <laughs> alright so everybody um, we're on the Navy and uh, we're good old sailors and uh, what we do is um, we go on deployments like every now and then deployments are uh, kind of like long stretches of time where we go to a specific part of the world and we patrol or we do we, said we, mission. No, we. <laughs> what do we do? We drop marines off and do donuts in the there water. There you go. Yeah, so we do we do donuts for like months at a time. Yeah. And um, yeah, um, the normal work day in the deployments we work pretty much kind of like every day. Forever. Yeah, Sunday is Until our. Our soul leaves our body. Yes, <laughs> Sunday is our holiday routine and. The way we Sometimes, get th the way we get through it. The decides to throw us a fire drill. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> our work days include uh, we go through quarters, we go we go through our maintenance, we clean all damn day, and um, we don't normally get off work until like. And the XO still thinks it's not good enough. Yeah, so everything we do is not really good enough, but that's on our ship, so we don't really know how it is on other ships. But probably oh, I've the heard same. Good things. I've heard good things from yeah. other ships. So. Uh, yeah, we clean all day, and Sunday is supposed to be our holiday routine, and sometimes we, we, get, some more. we get that taken away, but... It's okay. The yeah, best yeah. way that we use to cope is we turn into drones, and we just do the same thing every day and let the days go by. Or you get really pissed off and curse everyone who comes by. Yeah. Like it's I do. routine. You start getting sick of everyone you work with. Everyone yeah. you, see, you see the same people every single day. Yep. Yeah. Then you say the same thing every day. Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's, Do you know any other dialogue, damn no, it? No, it's, it's such the same thing. It's just like, hey, Gossip. Hey, big man. Hey. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but it really sucks, too, because you can't really talk to anyone the way you would normally outside of the yeah. Navy because you can't ask, oh, hey, Gossip, how was your day? You know? Hey. You already know how it was. How was your day? So what did you do yesterday? Oh, you do the same thing you're doing today, and 
I know it sucks, so why am I asking you? Yeah. Because my day was pretty crappy. Oh, yeah, to add on a one crucial detail that I felt the ad, it's like we have watches every day. So that's normally how our work days are. Yeah. My work days is getting bothered by everyone for painting stupid fucking hazmat. Even, they, <laughs> even though they see the doors open, I'm listening to music in there, but the doors open, they'll come by and be like, are you open? But as soon as I close <laughs> that fucking door and put the clothesline up, up, everyone knocks on the goddamn door. But when it's open, they have to ask the goddamn question. But when it's closed, that's... <laughs> hey, man. You open? You open? <laughs> you know, one... It's going at you. Here's one theory. <laughs> this is one theory that I came up with that I know is true. Is <laughs> that the military is molding us into assholes. You think so? Yeah, Maybe. I think so. Because we literally find... Oh, actually, the Air Force. Huh? You said the military. We find oh, discrepancies Navy. everywhere yeah. outside of the Navy. Yeah, so we... Explain to them what a discrepancy is. <laughs> It's fucked up, shit, mate. Fix it. We, like, if somebody comes to us and he either has a question or, like, comes at us wrong or something like that, our comebacks are always something either negative or something to push them away. Yeah, to very get them passive. away. <laughs> we don't really help each other. That is no. very true. No, we yeah. do not. I hate helping people. <laughs> I work in customer service. <laughs> we meld with the people that, like, our assholes with us. Our hatred fuels us to move on to yeah. another day. It's like, this day is shitty. Yeah, it's shitty. Let's be friends and then just fucking... I don't understand, like... We'll be there and then we, we get out in the Navy, we'll go home or whatever. See our families on vacation, whatever. But they'll ask a question and every question they ask just happens to be a stupid one to us. <laughs> <laughs> that is what, so what? true. Why are you asking me that question? Don't you know the answer? You can't figure that out. That's so funny. I almost, I almost called my brother's shipmate the other day. And I, was yeah. home. I was like, look, Wyatt. <laughs> but, they always uh, ask the dumbest questions. So, when you're on the ship, do you have to be there all day? It's like, nah, nah, man, you know, I just hop in that ocean and swim to the local right. hotel. Do you, do you have to sleep in these little beds? No, nah, I'm just bro. showing you exactly where I'm sleeping. I have a picture of it. Hey, this is where I sleep. Oh, you have to sleep there? No, I'm sleeping, I sleep on the floor on the bottom of the picture. Yeah, I'm showing you where I sleep. I don't know. The Navy, for me, to go back to the original question, how do we feel about the Navy? Yeah. The military in general. It's fantastic. Um... It's a stepping stone to a brighter future. In a way. In a way, yeah, because we can deal with anything now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, literally, looks, I looks think good. we could become sort of like slaves because we are kind of sort of... Like, you've been cranking, right? <laughs> no, not, I, I... Oh, man, that's slavery. That, that's slavery. That's slavery. I know you've been cranking. Yeah. That's slavery, right? Yeah. That is slavery. I, I got kicked out of cranking because I went back on my master's. <laughs> that's slavery. That is legitimately slavery. Like, you did not sign your contract uh, to do that shit. I got, um... You're a house slave at that point. Cranking is pretty much when, um... You're a slave. Yeah, when you're, your, your time on the ship, you have to go to the galley, and then you work for the galley. And wherever so the, the kitchen is. The yeah. kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen. As a slave. Poker. A house slave. Think of house slaves. Back in the 1800s. That's, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> It's true! Yeah. Fucking Chief of Bob, here's a fucking story. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. this is that racist ass <laughs> fucking chief. So we have a chief on, on our ship. He's the CSC. And then I was uh, cleaning the head one day, and then I was listening to like, country, 
And he comes in, he was like, hey, you got it. Did you say that? Wait, 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 wait. Right, hey, got that. Hey, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's just, it's just your mother? Like, what? It's just your music? Like, yes, yes, Chief, it is my music. It's like, <laughs> you know, listen to this. You listen to what? Okay, Chief, you got a few seconds to take your <laughs> shit and get the fuck out of his head. God, and he fucking just, yeah, after that day, he just never talked to me, just tried to always avoid me. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll fuck your shit up. But. Hey, tell, tell a story about what happened between you and uh, um, Ibarra. When you stood up real fast and you got a costume chip. For oh, yeah, <laughs> this stupid one. Wait, what? Oh, my God. So here's another story. Like, um. When I first got to the ship, um, I guess he, he like profiled me as like the generic black guy, like while he was giving me like the whole intro speech. And I came back from like cleaning a peewee or something. He was like, hey guys, so let me talk to you. And like, everybody else stepped out. Then he got over and did his old little like corny ass dance, like leaning against this wall and shit like that. And he was like, hey guys, um, look, I, I know I know you, you have a story and I know you're coming from like, a, you're coming from bad times and I know how your people are. And I like, what? And you're like, yeah, I know how you, I know how your people are. And so I'm like, what do you mean your people? Like, I never thought that I would say like, what do you mean your people? Like I actually did it though. I was like, what do, you, what do you mean your people? Cause I legit felt like offended. Like it wasn't even like a, I'm black. I gotta feel offended now. It was like more of like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dude, like, but yeah, so I like, what, what did you say? And then like, oh no, like a heat consumed me and I got up real quick. I like, what? And he was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he like, got against the wall and shit like that. He's like, I looked over at DC1 because DC1 was like, sitting there just like, I was like. Who, it was DC1 who, Hareke? I think it was um, Ramos. Ramos? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got up real quick, and then like I wasn't getting up to like as a reaction to what he said. I was getting up to like adjust my seat. I'm like, what? And then he's like, oh shit! Like, We're done here. And then like I got sent out. Then I got pulled back in, and I got a calcium chip for fucking just adjusting my fucking seat. <laughs> so I have a list of questions here. Is that a lot of civilians ask military personnel? Are you guys ready? Ready. Yep. Okay. So, how is boot camp? Join and figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, boot camp was actually fun for me. I, um, the whole experience of boot camp was actually, okay, it was not what I expected because I expected it to be actually hard and challenging and like a lot of push-ups, sit-ups, some actual working out, but we did like barely any of that. Yeah. And then... I thought it was fun, like, writing letters to family and friends and my uh, girlfriend at the time, who was not my wife, but, yeah, my uh, girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Love you, baby. And then uh, <laughs> uh, I also had uh, um, a good bunk mate who was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it, we, it made it a lot more fun for me. Anyway, I had a good experience in boot camp. Yeah, I'm about to say the same. Um, it wasn't really that hard. It really did prepare you for what the Navy is. A lot of bullshit. stupid bullshit. Like, if you think back, you're like, oh, yeah, I like stupid bullshit about how they said if I didn't fold my clothes right, everyone's going to die. Yeah, it's that kind of stupid <laughs> bullshit right now. Uh, uh, I got in trouble a lot because I was I was a fuck up. I had to smell the wall a lot. I was a fuck up. Uh, it was funny. Uh, uh, good story. So 
You know, you're really tired in boot camp. You're always tired. Everyone's always ready to go to bed at the end of the night. So like the rest of the Navy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, okay. In the military period, you're always tired. But starting in boot camp, like, your body's not used to it as much as it is once you're in for a while. But I uh, had a conversation with my chief in boot camp. When he started coming around, it was, like, one of the last weeks, and he was being cool and stuff. And uh, not being such a uh, pretend to be hard ass. Yeah. And we were having a conversation about basketball, and I was sitting cross-legged on the floor, and he's talking to me, and uh, I asked him a question about basketball, and he's talking, and all of a sudden, I just passed, I passed out. I was fell, I fell asleep while he was yeah. talking to me, and all of a sudden I heard, Blackie man, wake up man. And he's like, get on your feet. Everyone get on the toe line. And then everyone was in trouble because I fell asleep talking to my chief. <laughs> so how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the easiest time. For the people who got asthma, they had it, the, like, the best. Like, no one oh, thought no. about that at the time. But if you got asthma, that means you got a lot more paychecks while you're in. So yeah. you got out of there, you got a huge paycheck. And you couldn't touch it. It was like a savings account where all you had to do was work out. Unless... <laughs> Unless they did that half month's pay or whatever it is. Uh, I didn't Which, have anyone who actually got like half We had a kid who actually went in with his girlfriend and they didn't know that they were dating. Wow. And they got put into the same division. Wow. So obviously that's a you know, yeah. a formula for booty love. Exactly. So yeah. it's not something bad. So anyway, the story goes like this. She was having a kind of like a rough time and was like not really adapting well. So they went to the laundry room and had sex. Well, they got caught because she went and told all her friends that she made in boot camp. And they went and told um, the RDCs and uh, the RDCs asthma and him, and she got separated from the Navy. See, that's not, that's not really, that's an asthma, yes, but that's more like a, yeah, that's an asthma, yes, but that's more like a NJP asthma because, I mean, you're literally breaking actual naval rule that already applies. I'm talking about asthma for people who like got sick, fart, got sick, fat. can't do sh, sh like they suck. Right. People who just in generally. So I had a guy who was proud of being uh, inbred. The dude, man, he was, oh man, he was great. Wait, what? Yeah, he was inbred. And he was proud of it. He had asthma. <laughs> I don't know if he made it or not, but uh, yeah, we had people like that. We had this guy who I swear had some problems. Like one night we were sitting around folding clothes and whatnot, and having a you know you ever had to do homework in boot camp? Oh yeah. Yeah, we had to write everything and yep. hand we were all doing that. And this guy, instead of doing that, he decided to start iting himself. He was like doing mountain climbers and eight counts. And we're like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, well, tomorrow when a pay officer comes in, and he sees that y'all didn't finish the homework, he's gonna make y'all it. And I'm gonna tell him I already it last night. He's gonna be like. Good job, Steffens. You don't have to IT today. <laughs> and we're saying at this dude like, bruh, that is the stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. Just do your fucking homework, you idiot. Oh my gosh. And he legitimately didn't do his homework, and the next morning, he was the only one who got it again after his IT session that night. It was, it was ridiculous. Well, video I was trying IT last night. Was, okay. Good job, Stephen. Good job. High five. <laughs> what is your funniest, funniest moment in the military? Funniest moment in the military. Yeah. All right, I'll tell everybody my funniest moment. My funniest moment is when we went on our last deployment, and we went to Bahrain. So when we got to Bahrain, we went to a bar. 
I'm not really a drinker at all. So um, I just went there. It was with uh, Carlisle and Flores and all. Then oh, yeah. we were on this. We were at a Triple J's bar, and then we were on like on the second floor. And then um, I don't know. Everybody, we were there for a long time. I was just using a Wi-Fi, calling my mom and like my girlfriend at the time. Then I was like, um, yeah, this is cool. Just chilling. Like I laid it back on a bed. No, not a bed. A couch. And then like the our old um, yeah the old yeah. CCO he came in. He was like, Gossett, guys, I see you doing push-ups every day, boy. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit, boy. And then like, he kept trying to like touch me and shit. I was like, back it up. He was like, let me get you a drink. And I was like, no, I don't drink. And he was like, what are you, gay? <laughs> you said that? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, sir. He was like, you a gay boy. I'm like, she was like, yeah. <laughs> Bruh, he probably would have punched you. You know, he was like a, he was like extremely homophobic, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they put him in rooms with the old Aesopo to to fuck with him. Is the military <clears throat> a prime way to travel the world? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Okay, I, I say it like this: you get to see more than you ever probably would. Most people, like you, you get, I'm gonna see more than most people. Like my family is never gonna see what I'm gonna see. Yeah. But the difference is I have to earn that by slaving away every day. Yeah. So is it a prime way to do it? No. But is it very effective? Definitely. Yeah. I think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think it's the, it's the it's a cheap way to travel the world. Like, um, I think people who do not get what we get but get it all on the line appreciate it a lot more than what we, how we get it. Because, like, we come into the military expecting, like, oh, we're going to go over here, go over here, go over here. And then we go through all this work, and then we get there, and we're like, fuck, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to relax. And then, like, when you're there, you're not really there to enjoy it. You're just there because the boat has to be there for a little bit. And you come back to the boat, and you're like, oh, that was cool. And then you do the same things at every part, and it is, it's not like that. But on the other hand, a civilian who's like, okay, I can't really see these things now because I need a good job. Then they actually get that job and they start getting the funds and they start planning a vacation. They take that trip. They're excited. And they go there and they're like, wow, man, this is amazing. And they have nothing to worry about but to go back. They're just there. They're just like, okay, I'm going to absorb all this stuff. Good. But the thing is, we do see a lot of stuff that's freaking crazy. Well, because we get to take those tours, too. They have tours set up for yeah. military personnel, right? Yeah. So a lot of those people, you know, civilians don't. Won't get, well, you know, like, won't get that. I guess they're not gonna get all that. We're gonna get. They're still gonna. They'll probably enjoy it more than we will. Yeah. And they might have more energy than us to absorb more. Mm. But I think all in all, we're gonna see more, and I think we're gonna appreciate it more. I know one moment where I went to. Uh, we were in Dubai, and the one thing that that was the funnest shit for me is going to Atlantis. And I got, I got in like the tallest water slide. I don't know if it's oh, in the world, but like I'm going to Atlantis for yeah, sure. I went on there and I got on a little thing because they put you in a pod. You like you get in there and like a little like woman voice starts like, "Hello, you're gonna drop in five seconds." <laughs> like that, but like you're gonna drop in five seconds and you're like sitting there, you're like trying to get ready, but you can't really get ready. You're like standing, you're like, "How the fuck is this fall gonna happen?" All of a sudden it's like three, two. One and then you're on here like boom, 
and you like you actually float for a little bit. You're like, your your toes wiggle and shit. And you go straight down like, like. <laughs> Did you do a loopy loop? Huh? No, it's straight down. I like, went on one, and uh, where was it? It was here in the United States. It was. I went on a road trip, and anyway, it was the same thing. And it was a woman that talked. And it was like you will, or it's like have fun or something like that and like three two one and the floor dropped from underneath you and you do float you sit there for like a second and <laughs> yeah. then you go yeah and it was actually in a loop-de-loop and went down and went around like a corkscrew not like a complete loop-de-loop like a corkscrew kind of thing yeah but you go so fast that you can actually make it with all your momentum but people get stuck they go and they slide back down and then that's when the murder happens and that's, that's when people die because they send out yeah. another person and then break the necks just kidding, that's not actually happening. They have a side door to help them get out, so. No, it's like, we kept going down and it goes into a shark tank. So like, um, there's like a, what? well, like, you don't go into the water with a shark. <laughs> it goes into a shark tank and like, you have to fight it out. got to fight it out with sharks, man. They give you a knife. They give you a knife, you go down, and you're like. It's like crocodile time. <laughs> While you're going down, you're getting hyped up. You're like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Fuck it. Got that adrenaline rush from the, from the drop. You get in there, you have the yeah. strength of 10,000 men. It's great. It's great. I recommend like, it to anyone who likes it through. Yeah, you get into that water, and then it's like a shark looking at you, just like, just do it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you just start going out. No, but you go through a shark tank. It's like right there. You can barely see it because it's right when, right when you hit, then you look up, and it's like, and you're like, oh, the shark. And that's it. But um, the only reason why Atlantis was so fun to me is like the people with that I was with, I was with um, this guy named Axel. He's a big ass kid, just like I am. When we were going on rides, we were like, let's do that shit again. And we're like, yeah, and we actually did a high five, like, eh! and stuff like that. We kept like pushing little kids out our way. <laughs> we were like, that was like the like perk of being a adult and then actually doing it. It's like, get the fuck out my way, kid. And you're like, <laughs> and then you like go up the stairs and you like get excited. We were like on this little tube raft ride. It was so slow that it wasn't fun to us. So we had to spice it up by pushing kids off their like little run. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> so we're just like I I I disagree with the both of you when it comes to traveling. I mean it's a little bit cheaper if you can hit your main oh, one country and then travel by land from there. Let's say Europe for example. So I travel to London and from there I can literally go anywhere I fucking want. Oh yeah, there's so many buzz different that it's, we're going to It's the kind East. of different and then you can still go to the Middle East. The Middle East is connected to well, yeah, of course. But so it's like a lot easier. I mean, I want to take the the England the Europe route to the Middle East because that's the kind of red territory. But same to be said for no. Nah, but same goes to like South America and whatnot. I mean, really, in reality, here's what we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit like one, two, two Asian countries, and the Middle East. All right. Here's a here's a little. Like, not a personal question, but here's a development question. So what do you guys plan to do after your military experience? And what do you guys think that since you were in the military, how would that affect you when you get out and pursue whatever you're going to pursue? Chance here is going to be a 20-year guy. You can see the anchor down already. No way. But for me, I only have six months left. And I've already applied for two colleges in the Houston area. U of H and U of H Clear Lake. I'm probably going to apply to another U of H as well. And a couple other side colleges throughout the state. And I'm going to get my degree in computer engineering. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to work for my dad's company for a balmy $25 an hour. Then I'm going to get my degree. I'm leaving this country. What company is that? 
He runs his own electrical company. We're uh, contractors. We work in uh, oil oil refineries. God, they're black that's, mess. That's what I used to do before I joined the Navy. Why did you join the Navy? Uh, I was running away from working for my dad. And but, now you're going right back. Yeah, <laughs> it's calmed down a lot. He got a divorce, and now he's living alone by himself, and he's all depressed because my sister went off to college. So he needs me to... And he also wants me to take over the company, but he's mad that I want to do computer engineering instead of electrical engineering. But. God, engineering <laughs> problems, right? Right, 20, fellas? $25 an hour sounds pretty freaking nice. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think the mili- like coming from the military will affect you? Military-wise, um, I do know how to do supply pretty well, and I know customer service quite well, so that's going to help me when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> We're closed. Go the fuck away. It's going to help. A little bit? It's gonna help. <laughs> it's gonna help me dealing with those oil refineries. Also, uh, I get a lot more benefits in Texas compared to other, like all the states. Yeah, I was thinking about moving to Texas myself. Me too. And then, uh, and then there's the uh, most oil oil refineries are ran by not to be racist, but old white people who like the military. So even if I didn't get a job with my dad, I could probably get a job with these old white people. And be like a apprentice. I won't make as much, but I'll still be getting like hands-on experience for stuff. That makes me think like, you like you guys make swords, but since you're an apprentice, you can apprentice. only make daggers. And then <laughs> after a while, you like make a lot of daggers, and then you're like, you only make the handles. To the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only make handles. Oh. Then you're like, okay, I am now an expert, and you like make broad swords and shit like that. <laughs> My first sword comes out like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's just your style. Yeah. That's just your style. What about you, Blackie? Where do you plan on going? Um, well, I'm definitely not reenlisting, bro. But the chief anchors, you were so hyped about that chief pinning ceremony. I saw you had a smile. I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> My plan is to move back to Minnesota and then apply to be a Minneapolis. Firefighter, and also when we get back from deployment, I'm gonna start going to school just to get a couple credits under my belt, and then when I get out of the Navy, I also go to school. I'll go to school full time, and then I'm not sure where yet, but I'd like to eventually make it to a pretty good school, a better school than yeah, just like a community college. Yeah, I feel you, man. How do you feel the military is gonna mold you for that? Um. You know how you feel when you go out and you have a suit on, like a, a nice suit, or you look really nice and yeah. like for your wedding. I don't. Or, I never but like, alright, so like, do you ever, did you ever like for like sports, maybe like put on a suit for like game day? You had to like wear a suit or a tie, like even like a shirt with a tie. No. Like, no. Okay. We went in there with pads on, and we kept singing. I'm right like the during school. Like yeah, he school? walked around school with pads. Like, he's okay. from LA, bro. <laughs> We're a top. We just normally wear our jerseys. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I did feel like a fucking boss though. Feel more refined. Yeah, refined, more mature, and molded all around, meaning like mentally more prepared. I would say mentally prepared and um, with certain things. I mean, especially this deployment, I'm definitely gonna be physically ready afterwards. I mean, yeah, I that's all I'm, we can do. Yeah, all we can do is work out. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I think uh, it'll help me that way. And my focus, my attention span is really small. Yeah, that's the definitely what the that's one flaw of the military I noticed. 
is that we come we become very 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 impatient because I used to be like a really patient kid oh yeah like crazy patient I like I could wait on a world like when I was homeless I was kind of cool with it just kind of like sit in the car just play games and stuff like that just need to go to Starbucks to charge this thing I'll wait a few days and then like I'll be I'll be fine with it but just uh, coming in the military everything's not really fast paced but everybody and like they imagine they, it as yeah fast, they want fast it done pace. yesterday but they don't want yeah. to get it done today so yeah. it's right. kind of like a weird hodgepodge yeah. so it's fast like and slow the, the when you get that in your head you're like okay I'm gonna do this quick, do this quick, do this quick, and then you come back with a result, and then they kick you in a button, like, oh yeah, just wait a little bit. They're, they're used to rushing things. Yeah. So you, you never have time to actually do it. You're always late. You're never on time. Yeah. It's always okay. That was supposed to be done four hours ago, but I have it done early. Well, it's supposed to be done four hours ago. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, cool. So that, now you wait. Right. So then you get out of the navy, and you're the exact same way. Okay. You're rushing around constantly, and then you yeah. feel rushed. When I'm home, when the first time I went home on leave. It was Christmas time, and this was last year, and I felt rushed the whole time, and I, I hated it. I remember, like, the second day, I was like, I already want to go back, and I hate this place. I hate it over here. I hate San Diego. Yeah. No yeah. offense. Like, I, I mean, I, get you. I don't like it either. I'd be like, what's wrong with San Diego? I feel like the people are superficial here. That's why I'm like, Dude. You know what I hate the most, too, is when you're back home, and people are like, oh, yeah, you have it so bad in San Diego with the great weather. Dude, it's the, for me, anyway... I in Minnesota, you get the most of all four seasons, you know, summer, fall, winter, and spring. Where here in San Diego, you get one season, and it's the exact same thing every day. On top of doing the exact same thing every day at work, you got the exact same weather every single day, and I'm not used to that. And I do, I do not like it. And it doesn't make it any better when you don't like the people here either. So yeah, I understand you 100. <clears throat> percent I feel like the whole rush thing is a double-edged sword. Definitely when it comes out. But the thing is, all right, let me explain why it's a double-edged sword. So it's good to have initiative and get work done. When I get when you get out, yeah. that's going to reflect really good. So say, like, like we're going to go to deployment. I'm going to get out, like, after deployment. But um, I'm going to that, use that time to rush and get, like, my college packets ready, start actually um, getting my fundings ready, start planning out my budget and stuff like that. The bad thing about the double-edged sword is that we we don't really produce quality product from our you know being rushed so much so i feel like once we get out we're going to kind of fix that ourselves we're going to go to college we're going to do our work we're going to do a really good well at first we're going to try to get a tune but after a while the quality of our working school is going to be real good and then we're going to fucking hone ourselves and we're going to get better they'll say we can get get into our jobs like at the fire department that's gonna look wonders over everybody else. Right. Because we're gonna do things the right way, the faster. But, yeah, that's kinda of like me. But let me, my plan for when I get out is, um, I, I found my, like, I, I found a fashion in art and in my animation. I really mm -hmm. love it, it's fun. It's a hobby and I'm like, wow, I could really like do this. So I wanna like, kinda like push myself, not push myself, but kinda like explore that route for a little bit and see what could happen there and so after Absolutely. yeah after the military i plan on um i'm filling out my packages to either go to uh, usc digital arts and animation or um um my friend just let me know today about cal arts and just look into those schools and hopefully i uh, get in there and see how the masters do it and then 
is that was is that was really my calling. And while I'm doing that, I volunteer at a few fire departments still. Just keep doing stuff like that. I feel like the military, um, right when it comes to that, is I have nothing but time to like. Well, we don't really have time, but the little time that we have, I can just use to continuously draw and get better and get better and get better and get better. So I feel like after the military, that actually helped me out a lot. Cause hey, I turned from shitty product into some good shitty product, and now it's time for me to make it into some quality shitty product. But let's uh, let's wrap it up. Right, to wrap it up, you got some like ending questions for us all to end off on the line. What do you guys want to say to the people who are listening right now about what we went over? What do you want them to really take from it? I would like to say if you are... I love my wife. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love her. I love her so much. I love you, Kelsey. Social security number. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Garage code number for schedule. No, I'm just kidding. Um, really, I uh, I would like to say for anyone that is thinking about joining the military, think about all your options first, all your other options, and put military last. Honestly, put military last in your list of options. And I would go for school first. And uh, if you find yourself in a little bit of debt. If you think that might be the problem, or maybe if you don't think you can handle school right away, you don't have to do as many credits as everyone else. At least just get used yeah. to it first. Work your way Part-time into it. Part-time student. You, you can uh, you know, build your re- work on building your resume before you do anything. I, that's what I did, and I kind of screwed myself by joining the military, honestly, because I built my resume. My, my resume looks really good right now. Yeah, and I can feel you. I pretty much have, I like, I joined the military from a really shitty situation. That's the only reason why I'm here. So I guess that's what I would say. I would just consider all your options before you make the, you know, the rash decision of joining the military. Definitely. What about right. you? Well, if, uh, my ending uh, answer to that is if uh, you're going to join the military and if you're going to join the Navy, make sure you find someone you know who's been in the Navy before. Because they're going to trap you. They're trap queens, alright? They're good at this. They're going to trick you, they're going to sweet talk you, and you're going to fall for some traps. <laughs> you're going to fall for some traps. So you need to go in with someone who actually has knowledge about what to do. And I'm not talking about your recruiter, because he just wants you to get in. He don't give a fuck what you get in as. He will tell you anything. Yep. He or she will tell you anything to make. Yeah, exactly. That's what their job is: is to sell you into the navy, basically. To so sell you. if you go in with a good ASVAB, go in with someone who knows what they're talking about. Right. Go in with someone who's at, who's been in, or who, like, find someone who knows what's going on. Because it's gonna be a trap, and you don't want to be miserable for the next four years or six. If you got a six-year contract. Oh, God. Yeah, those guys have it terrible. Four or five if they trick you in high school. Five they trick There's a lot of tricks and traps in the trade, guys. Just beware. Don't sign your name until you get a lawyer with you. Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, check out my website, bullonics.com, or my social medias. They're all named Bullonics. Please get in contact with me with any questions. If you guys liked my new uh, guest on the show, Please hit me up. Tell them what you think about them. My name is Chance. (laughs) And this is Alex.
So thank you all for listening. I hope you guys found this, found a little bit of knowledge from this podcast. This is really what I wanted That's you it, guys to get. Find out where our minds at from being in the military. So until next time. Mm-hmm.